Let's get it. What's good with y'all? I am Damo, the political plug, and y'all are here on another Thursday, chilling with the chop up. It's great to be with y'all on this uh, on this Thursday, this breaking news Thursday. Uh, as you can see, I am here by myself. Toya is traveling to a debate tournament uh, somewhere on the East Coast, the national debate tournament, biggest tournament, one of the biggest tournaments of the year. Uh, so she left me here to talk to y'all by myself. Uh, Lee is doing family daddy things, daddy duties. You know what I mean? So he abandoned me as well. Uh, but I'm here. I'm here with y'all. And actually, it's probably good that they not here. It's probably good that they not here because I got smoke for people like them. And I know it's a lot of y'all in there that rock with how they rock and think of how they think. You know what I'm saying? And, and especially when it comes to this Donald Trump, uh, 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 what, what we call it, credibility conversation. It's a, it's a lot of it's a lot of conversation and situated around well, why does this matter to us? I mean, even when we when we talked about um a lot of the things that Donald Trump was dealing with in terms of legally last week, it was why does this matter to us? Why do we care? Why do, I got all right, I got it for y'all, right? I got it for y'all. I got it for y'all. Today we talking about why I care. What's up, Miss Myasia? You know what I'm saying? Vance, Dinell, what's good with y'all? Dame, what's good? J Universe, appreciate y'all being in here. But y'all, y'all go get this, y'all go get this work. Y'all go get this smoke. Because I'm tired of y'all. I'm tired of hearing this same question. Why does Donald Trump matter to us? Why does what Donald Trump do matter to uh, 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 uh matter to black people? When I say us, of course, we're talking about black people. That's the conversation we have in the day. So anytime y'all hear anybody else how like bring this up talk this mess, have this conversation, y'all are going to be equipped to tell them why it matters, right? Now, I think we should start from the standpoint of understanding, before we get into the news, because Donald Trump is really secondary in all this as an individual, but what we doing is we talking about it from the standpoint of, like, it's his larger impact, you know what I mean? So if you, you know, if you drop uh, a pebble into into still water, it's, the, it's those, it's the, uh, uh, the waves that come through it, right? We talking about the ways. We talking about what ha- what has happened, what has become relevant ever since Donald Trump became what we know as a politician. And so, uh, I want to start out with first understanding, right? Trump fatigue is real. Trump fatigue is real. Like niggas is tired of talking about Donald Trump. Niggas is tired of hearing about Donald Trump. Niggas is tired of every headline being associated with somebody caring about explaining, breaking down what Donald Trump is doing, having all this smoke, having all this beef, right? I've seen y'all talk about it. Look, we see it in the metrics. Even me and Toya was like, maybe, maybe, maybe we should stay away from uh, talking about these Trump conversations because just the, the the vibe just ain't there. You know what I'm saying? Other conversations we've had have been better. You feel me? I see they talk about I came in with a chip on my shoulder. I'm coming in hot. Hey, it is what it is because it's, it's y'all and I love y'all. You feel me? But y'all are also a reflection of the people that I really love consciously and Toya and the constant back and forth that we have to have about why this type of stuff is important. Now, 
the Trump fatigue is significant because it's a representation of how uh, uh, celebrity politics work and celebrity culture work in the United States. Right. We constantly hearing about like these same names and figures, but the significance, why it matters, why it's important. Right. We don't see enough of that conversation. It's just this person did this. Be mad. This person said this. Be mad. Be angry. Right. What What's the significance? Why should we care? But that's the conversation that we gonna have. You know what I mean? Because I think that the first thing that we have to recognize is that when it comes to politics, it always matters. It's always connected to us. The problem that we don't see ourselves and we don't understand enough of why we are connected to it is the problem that we need to solve. Because there's, there's again, that ripple, the reverberation of politics always impacts black communities because we are a part of the uh, 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 the struggle. The, like, like, and when I say the struggle, not like the black struggle, but shit, just like the fight for resources. I'm trying to, I got a family to feed. It's black families, it's white families, Latino families, straight families, gay families, all of these people competing for resources, right? So politics, as I understood it, and the best way that it was taught to me was um, uh, determining, determining it's what. So when people ask the question even generally, before we talk about when Donald Trump talked, why, like why Donald Trump uniquely matters, politics uniquely matter because it's a question of who gets what. That's it. No matter how boring, right? Like, nobody watches C-SPAN, right? No matter how frustrating, no matter how annoying, at the end of the day, that those boring ass conversations, those uh, rules and procedures that nobody like to watch, that nobody really care about, at the end of it, it's still something that's going to impact the lives of black people, our ability to access resources. That's why we should care uh, from, just from a top level. So then anything that impacts politics to where it's making a wave and changing how people understand politics, we got to understand it even more. Because at, if it's something that can shift how we look at and understand politics, black politics uniquely is, is fighting for its own space, is fighting to control our own resources, fighting for uh, self-determination. And anything that's shifting and changing that, we got to make sure that it's not something that's pushing against our interest as a people. And Donald Trump uniquely does that. His 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 uh, uh, impact on the conservative party, his impact on uh, on how we understand conservative politics, how we understand partisanship, right? He didn't change all of that. And as we're going to discuss tonight, he didn't change it to the detriment of black folk, right? So when we talk about those significant things that happen, those crazy things that, that shift and shape up and change how politics function, that's when we start looking at what happened today. And that is the indictment of Donald Trump. Like, yeah, like history making, like, uh, uh, understand this is, um, let me get over to this tab. Uh, understand this is history in the making, right? This is the first time. This is the first time this didn't ever happen. You feel me? Never happened before in the in, in the history of America. Uh, a former president has been indicted. A former president has been indicted. Now, this is not to say it's not to say that it wouldn't have happened. But if we look at what happened with uh, Nixon, his vice president became president, and because that was his partner, he pardoned him. So Nixon probably would have been the first, but, you know, he, he had friends. This is where Donald Trump messed up. Nixon had friends. He had people that was willing to be like, all right, cool. You know, you did this wild shit, but, you know, we're going to rock with you, right? So uh, Donald Trump becomes the first president to be indicted, criminally charged, right? Now, this doesn't, this doesn't change his ability to, uh, to run for president again. 
It doesn't it doesn't uh, mean that he won't, you know, still be a, a force in this in this upcoming election. But <laughs> it, it, it does create some very significant problems for the man, because, first of all, he's being indicted for hush money payments to a porn star. Right. He gave money to Michael Cohen. And we're going to get through this quick. I know the details is F because it's like, why do I care about this? And we're going to get to that. We're going to get to the why do you care? But just the, just the quick details. He's being indicted for hush money payments to a porn star. He gave money to his attorney, Michael Cohen, to uh, uh, and disguise it as attorney fees. But he was paying her to shut her up so she don't talk about them doing anything while he was president. Right. That's illegal to, to uh, pay for one thing and then write it off as something else. Right, specifically to do do what it was that he was doing, that's illegal. Now, it's a lot of people that's questioning whether or not this is going to be significant, whether or not this is going to be tricky, whether or not he should do it in the first place, right? But let's get to why it matters to black people. Let's get to why it matters to black people. First, the first reason why it matters to black people, it's a black man doing it. District Attorney Alvin Bragg is a black man, the first black district attorney in the state, or excuse me, in the, uh, in the city of Manhattan. First black man to hold the job. And he is holding Donald Trump accountable to things that even his peers and colleagues is even questioning. Now, what's frustrating about how everybody questioned whether or not Donald Trump should be charged, specifically as this black man is holding the reins, is that the conversation of law and order, and we're going to talk more about the hypocrisy, you know what I'm saying, more towards the end, but that conversation of law and order, right, goes completely out the window when powerful white men are, are, are uh, being held to the same standard that regular people are, right? It, there are a lot of justified reasons to throw out frivolous cases against black people, against poor people, right? And, and, and what we know is a lot of those frivolous charges and frivolous cases and frivolous tickets and frivolous fines that black people and, and, and uh, uh, people in position uh, or, or impoverished people aren't able to pay, what ends up happening is not being able to pay that one little bit of fine turn into some actual criminal issues. Like, I'm talking about losing your license. You then use, Losing your license turned into another criminal issue. And then now you end up locked up. You know what I'm saying? Now you end up losing your job, turn into another issue. So it's, it's, it's all these frivolous um, uh, fines and fees and, 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 and criminal charges that regular people deal with on a day-to-day -day basis that nobody question whether or not those people should be charged with that nonsense. Now, I take that back. I'm speaking in, definitely speaking in extreme. Like, so, so, somebody questions it. You do have certain people that's like, nah, we're not going like, to allow that type of... I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you slide, right? In certain instances, on, there's some judge that I've seen on TikTok, I guess his his uh cases be public and like he seemed like a cool judge but it just still i, I can i can break down a whole paper that explains to you how racist the judge uh the judging system is but ultimately as much as all of these people are having these conversations about whether or not this is something significant that people should carry through with that people should go forth with while this black man is holding the reins we're thinking about it from the standpoint of we don't see that that's not something that regular people get the benefit of. Specifically, that's not something black people get the benefit of. And all of these frivolous charges, fees, and fines then turn into big issues in our lives because when somebody can say, nah, you know what, go ahead, they chose not to. This black man should not be giving Donald Trump that same, like uh, uh, that benefit of the doubt that's not afforded to other people. Cameron in the chat said classism, exactly. 
it creates two separate uh, uh justice systems and this black man is saying regardless of these larger criticisms regardless of that what every what everybody else is trying to put on it i'm still going to move forward because he broke the law because he broke the law the same people that in no other world will have any problem with that now this is where it gets even more significant check this out when you look at the, when you look at district attorneys in the united states 76% of them is white. Only 5.4% of district attorneys in the United States are black people. So this black man who's the first in his position and where he is, not only is, is, is in an unprecedented position, but he has the ability to do the thing that black people always say brothers don't do. When we talk about why we're not pushing forward or trying to have more people in these positions like this, right? When we when, when they talking about why we don't have more like uh 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 well you know I ain't focused on on electing black people because all they gonna do is get up there and do da 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 I why elect black people they gonna get up there and just do the same thing that everybody else is doing this black man in this small percentage of of this position is literally going against all of that grain to say we still gonna hold him accountable he is an example of why we need to elect more black people. Alvin Bragg is an example. And when we talk about it not just being about representation, Alvin Bragg is an example of I'm going to carry through. I don't care about the power. I don't care about nothing else. If anything, the way this dude has moved has been more of a reason, has been more of a reason to be like, we need to have black people in these positions of power, period. Uh, Karaya said, uh, so if this black district attorney wins, will it really be a benefit to the black community? But, but see, all right, so Karaya, this is what you got to understand. This is what you got to understand. Him holding him accountable in that position is a benefit to the black community because our criticism has routinely been black people don't do enough in those positions. So if we have this black man in this position holding these powerful people accountable, even in the world where they saying, ah, it's frivolous. Ah, I don't really, it may not really hold up. It's, it's a brother that's still saying, so he broke the law. We about to handle business like y'all say we should. So as much as we want to sit back and, and still question like, ah, does it mean thing in the, this is what impacts the bigger picture. Having people in these positions that's willing to go against the popular, you know what I'm saying, what's important, as well as Kariah. I've also uh, I also got access to a study, something I'll probably bring up one of these days, um, about how black district attorneys show that like actually uh, uh, decrease racial disparities in charges in, in, in black neighborhoods. So it's already information about how having more black district attorneys is a benefit to black communities. But now we have on this much larger scale, on this much more important scale, a black man in Alvin Bragg who's actually moving forward in that. He's actually moving forward in that. And I can't mention Alvin Bragg without talking about another, like really one of my favorite politicians, um, especially when we talk about that question of accountability. She was our Black History Month Woman of the Year. That is Letitia James. Because what's, what's, what, uh, what's made what Alvin Bragg doing possible is Letitia James suing Donald Trump and the Trump Organization for $250 million. 
for breaking different tax laws and other corporate laws all for years throughout the state of New York. These is black people, folks. How many of these conversations we didn't have? Like black people get up there and just they they go with the flow. They 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 uh, what the get along, get along gang or whatever, all of that. No, the most one of the most powerful people in politics today, Donald Trump. They say, bro, we don't care if you was jaywalking. You did it. We got you. Letitia James is pretty much saying, like, bro, I, we don't care what influence you had at one point, who your father is, where you, like, what position you held, you know what I'm saying, in office. If all you did was use that to fraud the state of New York, we holding you accountable. These is black folk. Donald Trump actively courted Russia in an election. Actively said, hey, give me data, feed me information, hey, hack some more, hack some more. And the white people that was around him still couldn't hold him accountable. <laughs> like, so, like, what are we talking about? Donald, they the information came out that everything that he was being accused of in terms of collusion, in terms of all the in, in, in improper ways that he engaged with different uh agents of different countries, it came out that he did that. The only reason why he didn't suffer no consequences of it, the reason why he wasn't removed from office when he was impeached twice, is because white folk, even the white folk that don't rock with him, would not hold him accountable because it was against the norms. It was against how they already moved. It would be unprecedented, they said. What Alvin Bragg did today was unprecedented. It was an, it was an unprecedented question of power we're not doing that black people rejoice this doesn't mean that the system and everything is, is is saved but when we talk about having politicians that's actually carrying through with the things that matter to us these are people that are bad for our community donald trump is somebody who for like literally from a financial standpoint has uh has treated uh black people in new york like shit he, he need to be sued for 250. You frauding people and literally like uh, 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 being sued numerous times for uh, uh, racial improprieties when it came to who he was written to. He was a slumlord. But they called a man a real estate genius. Donald Trump's existence has been, an, has been a bane on the black people, specifically the black people in New York. What are we talking about? And so we, when we ask, Donald Trump being indicted, what does that mean for the black community? Who's doing it? Well, Donald Trump is being sued by the state of New York for $250 million. What does that mean for the black community? Who's doing it? If you needed inspiration, black people, to say, hey, look, it's people that we need to get in office. These people is it. Uh, and let me know. It's, it's, it's showing that my, uh, that my internet is slowing down a little bit. So y'all let me know if it's... Uh, if it's a delay in how I'm coming off right now, make sure y'all can still hit me as we, as we move on. Uh, because again, another thing I want to point out is, is, is show y'all this information as well here. Cause when we talking about who these people are, these is not people that's operating in the majority. Again, attorney generals statistic by race. Black people occupy 5% of these positions. 
These is people, the top lawyer at a state, only 5% are black people in this country. Top lawyers at a state. And these are the people who said, if y'all are not going to do your job in Congress, if y'all are not going to do your job at the Justice Department, if y'all are not going to do your job when it, uh, uh, when, when it comes to uh, these checks and balances, we will do it for you. The states will do it for you. All right, moving on. Uh, the second thing, the second reason, the second reason why this matters for black people while Trump being indicted matters to black people is now it's a question of what impact did Donald Trump actually have on black communities? What impact did Donald Trump have on black ideology? And as much as again, they say, cause this ain't just about like what he, what he did legislatively or right, what he did to me as a quote unquote person. Cause you know, that's, those are some of the straw men that, that people try to run with when you be like, well, what did he do that was racist? Trump created one of the dumbest divisions amongst black men and black women specifically when people started running with these narratives about uh, black men voting for Donald Trump uh, more than black women. And it specifically was situated around, uh, what's her name? Uh, Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams. Uh, I, and it, it irked me, right? Because in a lot of ways, what was going on with Stacey Abrams at the time um, was frustrating because you had somebody like Killer Mike who, who was really seen as somebody who like really paid attention to politics and, and was really up on game. You had somebody like Killer Mike and he was rocking with somebody like uh, Brian Kemp, who was the, uh, who was the uh, governor of, 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 of Georgia. And the problem with Brian Kemp is he robbed Stacey Abrams of their election. Brian Kemp, was the uh was the secretary of state when Stacey Abrams ran against him the first time for uh, uh for the governorship and what Brian Kemp did was he decreased the ability he got in the way of black people being able to vote decreasing uh, uh, uh polling places was sued by the NAACP sued by by many different organizations was called out really literally to have shown that the policies that he introduced Brian Kemp introduced when it came to voting places, had a negative impact on black communities specifically because it targeted the way that black people went about voting, right? And this is somebody killer Mike rocking with. So when when you have these types of dynamics and these type uh, uh, these types of uh, optics, it's it's easy because it's like, what is killer Mike doing? And you had headlines like these. That was was attempting to try to paint the picture that there was this division amongst black men and black women because more like this more black men were rocking with Donald Trump. Now the evidence that it, that more black men were rocking with Donald Trump was true. Like you, th there was an increase in black men that, that that voted for Trump, but at the same time that increase was negligible because Stacey Abrams still got ninety percent of the black vote. So when we like pointing out these types of uh, of uh, increases or these types of statistics to to to, to create these divisions was, was detrimental to black communities, and and, and 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 it didn't help that there were so many active and loud voices, right? They were the, the, like the loud minority were like the black men who who really at this point giving podcasts a bad name, right? That loud minority of black men 
who for, for whatever reason, well, not for whatever reason, I'll explain it quickly right here. Plantation patriarchy, the 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 small percentage of black men who are who were literally invested in not getting rid of getting rid of the white supremacist patriarchy, but that small percentage of black men. I'm not y'all don't dictate how we move. The niggas that y'all see on podcast, that is a small percentage of black men who are attempting to replicate white supremacist patriarchy instead of tearing it down. And because it's, it's it's louder, because it's more flamboyant, it gets more it gets more attention, right? It gets the people riled up. It, it, it makes for better headlines. People start thinking that, oh wait, black men, wait, what's happening, black men? There's there's this back and forth with black men and black women about Trump. No, it's not. And and then the the issue is that there was no conversation clear looking at the exit polls that showed that majority of black men in the state of Georgia voted for Stacey Abrams when they voted. Was it an uptick for Trump? Yes. But again, it was small. That is the impact that that's why Donald Trump getting indicted by a black man. (laughs) That's why Donald Trump being being paraded as, okay. now you got to deal with the criminal charges, which is just this is just one. That's why that becomes significant, because we got to start to see that they, like these divisions that, uh, that that are being created by people like Donald Trump and the people that run behind them aren't real. They're not real. He's not being protected by us. He's not being protected by people that look like us. Right. And the more that we can and again, more we can recognize and see that the opposition that the people that's holding him accountable are black people, then we can look at these headlines and be like, oh, yeah, 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 y'all, y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. <laughs> y'all, y'all, what y'all focused on, yeah, y'all got it wrong. Because what, uh, you, you, you're trying to tell us that there's this divide between black men and black women and how we vote, specifically when it comes to uh, conservatism. But uh, Raphael Warnock did completely fine. Well, he, he did go against uh, Herschel Walker. It was against Herschel Walker, so it ain't, you know, that that is what that is. But still at the same time, at the same time, right? These things don't exist. But yet, what what, what has become what we see as like these gender wars on social media that were fueled by the likes of people like Kevin Samuels and, and, and other people in the YouTube manospheres and whatnot, those divisions are were exacerbated by what Donald Trump had to offer to the black community, which was nothing which was nothing. But when we can watch his, his downfall is a reflection of exactly why all of those people we was going back and forth with for the last five, six years was completely wrong. Was completely wrong. Because even if Donald Trump gets away with any of this nonsense, if you defend it, if you stand by it, all, now you're actually advocating for white supremacy. Now you're saying that the white privilege that you for years have said doesn't exist. If you clap for Donald Trump getting away with breaking the law when he claimed to be the law and order president, that legitimacy is gone. (laughs) That legitimacy is gone. That's how we get back to, okay, what are our politics as black people? And again, blackness is not a monolith. I get it before before y'all blow up the comments and and, and blow up the chat. Blackness is not a is not a monolith, right? But how do we create inclusive black politics? Now I'll say this for another show, but I am a fan. I will staunchly defend black feminism as the best approach to inclusive black politics because of what it represents and like literally standing for inclusion. But that's a conversation for another day, right? But ultimately, the, the downfall 
that anything detrimental to Donald Trump means that it loosens that grip on the credibility that it has for black communities and black thought, black ideology, the way we look at black politics. Um, and so, oh, oh, yeah. So let me touch on this real quick. <laughs> Let me touch on this real quick. And I told y'all, y'all gonna be mad that Toya and George not here because this is smoke that they would usually interrupt and we'll be like, oh, you know, let's, hold on, you know, let's get back to the conversation. Let's keep it going. Like, nah, y'all getting all of this. After this, it ain't no more, you know what I'm saying? It ain't no more why does this matter? You feel me? It ain't no more why does this matter? If y'all if y'all still confused, re- just play it back and take notes next time. You feel me? Uh, Just to holler at y'all in the chat, Appreciate Karaya Vance, all y'all comment. Uh, Jay, Trevor, uh, well, I got a Vance real quick. He said, unfortunately, some really believe that Trump was a good businessman. They didn't see beyond his name and his money and was straight up on that Andrew Tate, Kevin Samuels, Ministry of BS. Exactly. But I'm calling that the, the, that is the loud minority of black men. Okay. I get it. All right. I put out a post the other day and, and y'all can, y'all can quote the plug on this. And, I, I know it sounds essentialist, but this is a it's an intra-racial conversation. Niggas are ruining pot ruining podcasting. Every relationship guru that's talking about the modern woman, y'all are ruining podcasting. But it's a small minority, so we need people to support more black men that's not on the bullshit, right? Like I as as a black man, I will intellectually destroy manosphere niggas on feminism, specific on black feminism specifically. You know what I mean, and and the benefit that is the black communities, right? And and that and and that's me as a as a uh, cisgendered heterosexual black male who still who still from time to time got to be checked by my partners because of how we've been indoctrinated into the toxicity of masculinity and heteronormativity in this country. You know what I mean, I can I can I can hold myself accountable to where where I get it wrong. But look. Donald Trump made black conservatism hella toxic. It was already problematic. But the but what Donald Trump did to black conservatives, black conservatism was like further re-entrenched and literally tattooed anti-blackness on our political souls. It started with black, like the, these, these black Trump supporters, these, these, these maggots, M-A-G-G-A-T-S, maggots, claiming that black people historically have been conservatives. That's been the conversation. Black people historically have been conservative, which is true, right? We all grew up. I mean, I I went to an AME Zion church, which was some black shit. But um, I mean, my grandma, like, you know, she's still like she a black woman, but she, you know, she her she has a lot of conservative values. A lot of my family, a lot of people we grew up with, right? I grew up with very conservative values, right? And so that was a part of the thing. Like we had to struggle with the with the religious conservatism of of like our, our black elders. You know what I mean? But at the same time, there was still this, it was a conversation of, you know, it was about strategy. And and we understood it from our elders because it was like, you know, respectability and that type of stuff was was a strategy that, that they had to utilize because they dealt with a different white man than we dealt with today. The white man we deal with today is more wily. The white man we deal with today is more, uh, you know, he's, he's more more of a trickster. They were dealing with a brute back then. Like, straight up, you look at me the wrong way, that could cost you your life. 
I mean, we we know about the story of Emmett Till. Like, the, literally, a cultural phenomenon for black people was looking at the wrong individual or getting shot. Nowadays, like, like we all, like, I just seen the meme. What they say, they're going to have to shoot me. <laughs> You're going to have to shoot me. You feel me? They would have to. You know, you know how they say, right? And so what, what Donald Trump did, though, to black conservatism was he he flipped it. He it, it, he perverted it the same way that like white conservatism has always just been just a racist hodgepodge. But what he did though to even even white conservatism was crazy. So the fact that it leaked this way into black conservatism, it, it, the way that it did, to where you had like a lot of like a, a lot of black content creators, right? A lot of uh, a lot of these loud black voices again, still the minority. Because when you look at the statistics, even black conservatives, the black conservatives we grew up with, overwhelmingly vote democrat right which is even crazier when y'all hear them bring up the fact that we're that uh our 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 elders are uh we're more conservative but those same elders that they are saying more conservative are the people that they're blaming for constantly re-electing democrats because those those conservative religious elders are the people who vote for democrats more than anybody else so the people that they saying conservatives literally are the conservatives that vote for democrat which which makes these points um, completely ridiculous. Uh, Toya said, from Diamond and Silk to Herman Cain and Ben Carson, he adopted puppets and paraded them around heavily to make the Candace Owens and Christian Walkers less afraid to be loud and wrong. That that great. That, that's a great point. Great point. Because uh, Ben Carson and, and Herman Cain walked so that Candace Owens can coon the way that she does. You feel me? And they even got Kanye, y'all. Kanye been... In for a while, but they even got Kanye, right? Black conservatism was no longer like, all right, me going back and forth with my cousin, you feel me? Because he thinking some wild shit. It, it's now like you are you a terrible person because you a Democrat. They've perverted black conservatism so bad that the conversation ain't even know more about the principles of anything that take place. Just you let the Democrats manipulate you. You let the Democrats manipulate you. No more policy, right? No more conversation about what this particular candidate did, did or this particular president did. It's simply about the fact that you are a Democrat or you believe anything Democrats say. It's stuck there. And so the fall of Donald Trump, right, means that we 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 now have more legitimacy and more force to be like, hey, the grip that he had, even on our conservative folk, y'all are redeemable. You are redeemable, black conservatives. Now that y'all can see that the walls are crumbling around Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis is now taking his place as the is, is, as the conservative golden boy. He like we saw at the last midterms, Donald Trump does not support like he, he it's not that winners conversation that ain't real. We know that black conservatives, if y'all are seeing the walls crumbling, please come home. Come home. Trumpism is not for you. The, the downfall of Donald Trump should not be the downfall of y'all. We can have our, our ideological differences and we can have our criticism of, of, of the white liberal. But let's let's do that amongst us, not in a way that, the, that that's literally the foundation is built on this anti-black partisanship that doesn't benefit us. Come on. We can have that conversation. Uh 
RT the man said Republicans would coalesce into a newer fascist party while Democrats will become defunct as a political party if they already have it. I feel that. And again, we don't have to choose. We don't have to be like, well, if I'm not a, a Democrat, I got to be a Republican. If I'm a Republican, I'm, we don't have to do that. And what we're seeing and what we're showing is an example of why, why that's like why we can say, hey, all of us are saying we cool on the Democrats. We all saying that. But just because we think that gay people should have the right to marriage and and uh, and the ability for uh, uh uh you know to adopt kids and all that that don't mean that we that we need to be at odds to the point where we can't have conversations. Um, Trevor said it seems like religion has made it tough for lots of people to pick the party candidates and gets people leaning right. That I mean, but again, but even like black, like black spirit like places, uh, places of spirituality vote overwhelmingly Democrat. Like the black religious people vote overwhelmingly Democrat. We they, again, we like we had they all have conversations about abortion and everything else, but they vote overwhelmingly Democrat. So that ain't even a, that. So again, that's not a Democrat Republican thing when it comes to us. Um, Van said we don't need parties at all. That's the problem. Thought and ideology can't be clustered into these groups where all of this uh, red and all of this, all of that blue is. I'm cool on this fake democracy. Straight up. I mean, I think it's a it's a conversation to be had about how uh other countries other democracies other mature democracies have more representative forms of democracy we are the only people not the only but we are the worst example of why uh uh are really the best example of why two-party systems are bad for political ideology in the country like it's literally like you said like red and blue it's literally game banging um at this point um and so again before i move on to this to this next point black conservatives the walls are crumbling recognize where y'all didn't got it wrong and let's let's push let's move forward let's let's focus on accountability like these black people are doing in new york uh all right the third reason the third reason why this matters i got six total so we halfway through i appreciate y'all sticking through but the third reason why it matters hold on let me check on let me check on something real quick. Uh, all right. Third reason why it matters is there is this thing called the Trump effect. And we are starting to see it diminish. Uh, when when I talk about the like why the like why these these conversations matter, especially like when we're dealing with Donald Trump, it's based off two premises. The first premise is that ideologically. Uh, and materially, Donald Trump has created a detriment for black people. We've talked the, ideolo- uh, the, uh, the ideological stuff. Now we have to talk the material stuff. Not even just his politics, right? Because at the beginning, we talked about how politics always reverberates to black people anyway. So whatever policies get passed are going to have an impact on our communities. At the same time, what Trump does and what Trump has introduced into political rhetoric has been proven to be extremely dangerous to actually lead to an increase in hate crimes. Let's go ahead and get that pulled up. And so I don't know if y'all have ever heard of specifically the Trump effect, but it was a study that came out, I think 2019, 2000, uh, yeah, I think it's about 2019 going into 2020 that specifically talked about that there was always an increase in hate crimes 
wherever Donald Trump did a rally. Whenever, whenever Donald Trump spoke, that area saw like a 200% increase in hate crime, right? That's material. That ain't just no, well, man, he ain't really doing nothing. He's literally impacting the environment around people of color, uh, around marginalized groups to that in a way that encourages violent behavior. That matters. If the white people around you get more violent when Donald Trump show up, that means that we need to be paying attention when Donald Trump show up and what he on, right? They say here, even more alarmingly, it's like uh, in, in this article, Trump and racism, what does the data say? Even more alarmingly, there's a clear correlation between Trump campaign events and incidents of prejudiced violence. FBI data shows that since Trump's election, there has been an anomalous uh, spike in hate crimes concentrated in counties where Trump won by larger margins. Literally, white people get more violent based on Donald Trump rhetoric. That matters. That's, that's extremely significant. We need to know what he's saying. Who is he sparking violence up against? We need to make sure that we're on top of like what, like what is now the threat in our community? Where is that now coming from? And then we need to be worried about in black people that live in counties where Donald Trump wins by large margins. I mean, yeah, a lot of those counties, it ain't no black people there. But what about the black people that are? What about the people of color that are? What about the, uh, the, the queer people that are? Because these hate crimes, yes, they happen to black, to black folk. But it's also situated around marginalized groups that we know, white supremacists, uh, uh, and just the systems of whiteness already work to demonize. This is the material. When I say material, I mean real life, the thing that can touch you. Donald Trump may not be the one that's actually picking up the pitchfork in the white khakis and the uh in, in the polo, like, like the white boys at Charleston, right? But he's encouraging that type of violence. And we've seen the type of violence he can encourage when we saw what happened with January 6th. Trevor, like, yeah, Trevor, we was there. Like, we, I'm there. Like, we saw what they willing to do, right? However, why is this indictment important to black people? Look at his campaign rallies now. Look at what happened when Donald Trump show up now. What we're seeing is all that record turnout that he was rocking with, like he's starting to lose that credibility. And the problem is you still got black people sitting around saying, man, he's just going to get reelected if he run again. No, no, that's that's not what's happening right now. There's Republican infighting, right? They're, they're, they're at the precipice of imploding. They are so desperate just to have more conservatives in Congress that they elected or that they, they helped a fraud get elected in George Santos. And the man is still there. He's, he's, he, didn't, he didn't just uh, reach the plea deal in Brazil. He's going on TV and admitted to being a fraud. But conservatives are so desperate to have something in their clutches that they went as far as to keep this man in office. That's the type of group that, like, that's literally what we're dealing with. And so now that we are starting to see this imploding, this infighting, we got to get strategic. We got to start looking at, okay, how do we get more uh, 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 Alvin Braggs and Letitia Jameses and, and put in more positions than Stacey Abrams? 
and the uh and her 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 name is like on the tip of my tongue but the uh uh the, the district attorney in georgia uh 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 was that fanny uh fanny may willis i think it is or something like that somebody put it in the chat the district attorney in georgia for me that's getting them um on them um on like the election conspiracy stuff you feel me we are seeing they're getting so desperate and we're gonna talk about more of this in a second they they fight in a whole new culture war Right, they wherever DeSantis, this whole fight, we're gonna talk about the fighting woke stuff, but that just shows how desperate they are. We need to be paying attention to this. That political chokehold that we assumed that Donald Trump had, the political astuteness and, and the unison and the unity that, that conservatives who because my second premise in, in, in all of these uh in all of these points is is my argument that conservatives are the are literally the ideological enemies of black people. Seeing them, the unity that they have for the last four or five years diminish, deteriorate. That's significant. That's beautiful. Yeah. Now, let's not just watch it happen. Let's not just watch it happen. How do we take advantage? Black conservatives? Hey, I, I don't know how many times I didn't tell somebody, if you're a black conservative, but but we but we I, I can look at your political agenda and see that it benefits black communities. I will vote for you. I don't care what you call yourself, as long as your political yo as long as your your political agenda has a benefit to black communities and black people. You got my vote. So as as we watch this thing crumble, we have to well we have to recognize that they're not gonna go silently. Alvin Bragg has already been threatened, right? They already, uh, he already uh, then received uh, uh, what they call stuff. It, it was a, uh, it was a letter that said, I'm going to kill you, Alvin. And it had like a white powdery substance on it. Um, they concluded that the substance wasn't any like dangerous material or anything like that. But I mean, but still, they're not going to go quiet, right? So we can't, we can't just sit back and, and watch and, and be like, yay, get him. No, we have to be strategizing. We have to be, again, being aware of our surroundings because knowing the type of violence that Donald Trump incurs, Fannie T. Willis, Fannie T. Willis. Thank you, Miss Maisha. Knowing the type of um, uh, uh, violence that, that, that these people are possible, uh, uh, that's possible with them, right? Because I'm still, y'all, I don't know if y'all still be watching, I don't still be watching the news, or whatever, because now that he didn't been indicted, he told the people to come out and, and do crazy shit. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't got no alerts or nothing, so I don't know if any crazy shit has been done. But it sounds like he's been indicted peacefully, right? So all of that, you know, they still did do this for Trump. They still do that for Trump. This is a representation of a fragmentation in that power, right? And that fragmentation in that power is a detriment to conservatives because they got to pick up the pieces. Uh, Linda said death threats exactly. Uh, Trevor must have said something, and I'm gonna get to it. Actually, let me go up a little bit more. All right, let me go up a little bit more. Uh, RT the man said, I just want to see more people getting angry at the system. Exactly, be, at least be mad about it. Don't be like, uh, oh, he, you know, he, it's it, you know, it's the, it's the system, that's just how we go, that's just what people do. Nah, be mad about it. If there is acknowledgement of how fucked we are. It meets with this passive, it is what it is mentality. I'm sick of it. No, exactly. This is huge. 
a black man is indicting a, a, a former president, the first former president to ever be indicted by the first black man to hold that position in that area. That's huge. Uh, Toya said, do you feel like the Trump effect will maintain coherence through DeSantis? He has created such an ideological shift in good conservatism. He has completely changed the playbook for how they win. I don't think he's changed the playbook for how they win yet. What happens in Florida, we know, is not the rest of the world. Y'all know Florida man, Florida man, that's a whole mean, that's a whole thing. I think, I think I've seen like a documentary about it, like where the, the whole Florida man headline came from. So we can't look at we can't look at like what flies in Florida as an example of what flies in the rest of the country. And really, uh that woke war nonsense, I don't see that being like as significant as how you know when they fight against like when they're trying to say it's a the law and order president or criminal or or focusing on the um the uh, the border that type of stuff right so ron DeSantis ain't shown to be able to uh rise to the level of like popularity and, and acceptance from the rest of the country and being from florida don't help him you know what i'm saying uh rt the man 21 said not even advocating violence i just want people to feel goddamn about it exactly uh, Van said, Toya, yes, DeSantis is definitely the one they're trying to rally around. Again, you're rallying around a Florida dude. Donald Trump was more connected. He he, he was already a celebrity. DeSantis is, has been, uh, has, has never been mainstream. He's always been like this, 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 a, a conservative thing. And really, I, and I don't know if y'all remember, he, he beat uh, Gillum, Andrew Gillum, who, like, as it was the brother who was running for governor of Florida. He was a mayor of Tallahassee for a little bit, but he was under investigation by the FBI, right? So it was really, it was really easy for him. And the, and the and the conservative turn that Florida has taken in the last what twenty years, um, right? Or yeah, especially since the um, the Bush Gore election, that made it to where it's like that's an outlier. That's that's a red state. Um, Donald Trump was a New Yorker. Somebody like Bush was a Texan. These people are are, are that are easy that are more acceptable. The larger communities uh, that, that can be more mainstream and there's nothing that can be mainstream about about florida candidates or florida politics straight up uh rt the man 121 said establishment republicans want DeSantis, but trump's still leading in the recent polls let's watch them eat each other alive let's watch it uh trevor said question for next time what black women should be entering the 2024 race who's got enough money cred empowerment uh vibes to overcome the DeSantis? That may be, I may have to put that on the um on, on the content calendar for next time. Uh where y'all at? Where y'all at? Uh y'all in here deep, but let's get to uh let's I gotta get back to these reasons before I keep y'all here too long. Keep y'all here too long. Uh so which one was that one? That one was the uh the Trump effect. What's happening with him right now is handicapping him politically. So the, the the detriment of the Trump effect, you know what I mean? We losing that. We need to make sure we, we keep him pushing that momentum against him. Uh oh, and this actually helps me lead into my fourth fourth point perfectly. This is a great distraction for our political enemies. <laughs> this is beautiful. Listen, Donald Trump has been the face of the Republican Party for a while at this point, right? He's 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 been running things for a while at this point. And for me, right, what we see happening 
is that Republicans are caught in the crosshairs of their own stupidity. On one hand, you have their loyalty, not to Donald Trump, because let's be real. But, uh, Republicans are not loyal to Donald Trump. They're loyal to Trump voters. To be clear, there's a correlation between how much a conservative won in their district, right? Like how much they won a particular area, you know what I mean? Uh, and their relationship to Trump. Anybody who had those really strong relationships with Trump during the midterms, they had to win by a lot. <laughs> but like, right? Anybody else in, in places where, right, like it, it was it was close, they, they lost a lot of them places, a lot of those places. A unique place, though, that now got people thinking, like, Ohio is different. Now, I don't want to get too election science on y'all, but Ohio has been known as a swing state. But in these past couple of elections, they've been hard red. So it's like now it's, it, it, it went from being purple to, I think, I, I would say Ohio is a red state, right? I would say Ohio is a red state. Uh, but what's happening, though, is conservatives now are, are being caught up and having to explain away things that are happening with Donald Trump so they can maintain a relationship with their voters because though they know that those people love Donald Trump and they know that that the cult like relationship that they have with Trump means that if you speak bad about Trump we getting you up out of here on the flip side conservatives have recognized that Trump based politics does not work it's not getting them nowhere so now they're confused they're divided right they they're, they're being upended they're, they're losing legitimacy. Their conversation, they're, they're, they're looking like straight hypocrites. They're, you have people like Jim Jordan, who is a, who runs a, a house committee, who's sending letters to a, district, a local district attorney, the district attorney in Manhattan, saying, we got to investigate you because you investigating Donald Trump. That's the height of hypocrisy. That's the height of getting it wrong. Because... Y'all are the same people that said big government should not be used to infringe on the rights of states. If this is a state-ran investigation, what are y'all doing? These are things that they have to explain. But while they're explaining that, remember what they remember what they're responsible for right now. Right? They're responsible for book bannings, which we'll talk more about. They're responsible for uh uh, 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 infringing upon the uh, the the reproductive rights of women. Republicans being in control of government only works to further detrimental uh, detrimental policies to marginalized people, women, people of color, and uh, queer people. That we know that their politics negatively impact us. We don't need them winning no more elections. We need them to be as confused and as divided as possible going into 20 going into 2023 or, or 2024. We need that. We need the infighting. Donald Trump becomes less uh, 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 uh less viable. Ron DeSantis becomes less viable. Republican politicians become less viable. And again, this isn't a let's build up them. Hey, if whatever the other options are. We can have these. We can have these other conversations, whatever the other options are. We can talk about them, but we know for sure that the, 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 the definitive, 
the definite thing that we have an understanding of is that conservative po conservative policies are hurting us. Jackson, Mississippi, and other and other uh, 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 heavily conservative ran uh, cities, counties, states are the poorest. The 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 uh, I don't want to say that. Let me not be ableist. I ain't gonna use no language to be ableist. But conservative ran states and areas or have the, some of the worst education, have some of the poorest people, have some of the highest crime rates. Why are we still viewing anything that they do or justify currently as viable? I don't want to hear nothing about sanctuary cities. And I, I live in California. I live in Los Angeles. I don't want to hear nothing about no sanctuary cities if you're not looking at Jackson, Mississippi, saying y'all need to do something about that. If you're not looking at Louisiana, if you're not looking at Alabama, if you're not looking at Georgia, and all these places where education is piss poor. And then, actually, I'm, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that for, that, for, for, this, for these last two. Right. But don't talk to me about the benefit of conservative policies. And we look at conservative areas and black people and poor people are doing the worst. We can talk about who else we need to vote for. We can talk about actually looking for independent candidates. Third parties don't work, but it is what it is. I mean, that's another conversation. Uh, but we, we, we could talk about whoever else. But all of these people espousing these conservative policies, these conservative economic policies, these culture war policies that they're trying to introduce, all of those people need to be caught up in defending Donald Trump right now. Because that's what their voters are caught up on. While they doing that, we need to figure out the alternative. We need to figure out the alternative in a way that, again, we can do something different. We can't undermine ourselves because what happens with 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 liberal with liberal groups that that don't typically happen with with conservatives, or what hasn't been happening, what's been the distinction between liberals and conservatives over these last, you know, uh, five six years has been conservatives, even even the ones that hate Donald Trump. Understand the type, understand the policies that he's willing to put forth that that's, that's going to benefit them, even with the things he don't like. What happens with liberal groups is that, uh, because there there are all these different sects and different groups of people that are demanding to be recognized, it's it's way too many things that become that's a deal breaker, and and, and all of that ends up collapsing, right? And so we have to find ways to talk about uh, talk about the alternatives that allows us to actually still push back against conservatives, but not get so caught up in what in in in, in liberal politics and in 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 like the the divisions that exist that we are trying to highlight, right? Because if there's a focus on diversity and inclusion, you want to highlight more. But just like everybody being highlighted should be done in a way the way we where we can actually have conversations about differences. And those types of things, but recognize that that over there, we don't need that. We don't need that. I mean, partisan politics in general, right? So I'm so not a hey, we well, let's just ride with the Democrats. No, we're not doing that either. <laughs> we're not doing that either. But please, right? Everybody that's trying to that's, that's literally enforcing policies and putting forth policies that are that are detrimental to marginalized communities, let's let's keep them out of there and let's use this distraction and division that's being created with Donald Trump being indicted as an opportunity to make sure that they don't have no clear message. And any type of clear messaging that they do bring up is like, hey, your boy's in lockup. Your boy's on court TV. Y'all got y'all need to deal with that. The the, the guy that y'all trying to that y'all trying to ride behind, yeah, deal with that. Right. All right. 
Uh, let's let's look at some of these comments real quick. Alan, oh, we got one. We got one. Hello, Alan. Alan said, y'all worrying about race, and this is bigger than that. Is it, Alan? <laughs> is it? What's, what's bigger than that? Actually, let me find another one of these comments, because I know he said it's going to get ugly in the summer. Why is it going to get ugly in the summer, Alan? Biden is trash. Okay. See? Again, out of everything we've been discussing, that's all, that that's that's what Donald Trump has done to conservatism. Allen is triggered, and so his triggered response is to call Biden trash. And and you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to do that. It's 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 freedom all up in here. Uh, but not keeping y'all too long. The fifth reason why Donald Trump being indicted matters to Black people is because it undermines the culture war. So you take everything I just said about the distractions that's being created in terms of the elections and how Donald Trump being uh, uh, elected creates more divisions and and, uh, undermines their ability to be unified. Carry that over, cross apply that to this culture war that we are now in the mix of as black leftists, as black intellectuals. The conservatives behind Ron DeSantis have taken things that matter to us, like woke and critical race theory. And look, and check this out. I'm fighting that battle. I fight the battle for black feminism. I fight the battle for critical race theory, right? And I fight the battle for wokeness. Y'all can't have that. Y'all can't have that. We're not letting y'all run with that. What y'all trying to create around it, we showed the video of an old girl who uh, who who was so confused Right, that she—I mean, she really couldn't had no understanding. She 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 did all this talking, but had no understanding of uh of uh, or or couldn't really say. I think she, and she wrote a book about it. Couldn't say what woke was. Couldn't couldn't succinctly just say, "Hey, this is what woke is." Right. So this battle that they trying to fight for our intellectual, like you know what what we've produced, the ideologies that have come out of black minds, the ideologies that have come out of black thought. When they, as they over there really trying to justify and make excuses for Donald Trump, this is where we take our stand because Ron DeSantis don't have the support that he actually needs to win this fight. He's going to have to worry about his boy. The the dude that's getting indicted, Ron DeSantis is going to have to worry about what that man got to say. And these are the things that we got to push back, that that we got to push back against when it comes, when it comes to a nigga like, Ron DeSantis, because what Ron DeSantis is trying to do now is he's trying to run a PR campaign for his policies that he's created to the, the, the stop woke at. Right. And so as an example, Ron DeSantis is while he's claiming that the whole banning books and that type of stuff is is is, uh, is, is a myth. He's claiming that Florida has expanded African-American history. But what we know about the Stop Woke Act, which what they call the officially called the Individual Freedom Act, is an educational gag order. Among other things, it prevents teachers from discussing advantages or disadvantages based on race. Discussions of systemic racism is considered critical race theory, not allowed. 
The bill's provisions affect the state students, educators, and administrators from kindergarten through college, curtailing their freedom to teach, explain, discuss, or access information on a wide range of topics. Rights enshrined by the First Amendment, said Nadine Fareed Johnson, Managing Director of PEN America, Washington, and Free Expression Programs. We talking about the First Amendment, y'all. We talking about the First Amendment, y'all. Like, and let's deal with the irony, right? While Donald, while not Donald Trump, his homeboy, while Ron DeSantis, while Ron DeSantis is doing what he's doing with the Stop Woke Act and saying that you can't teach critical race theory. You can't teach about racism. You can't teach about white supremacy. You can't talk about these things or you will lose your job. When Elon Musk bought Twitter, that was a 500% increase <laughs> of the N-word. And uh, they call it that freedom of speech. Think about the buying we in, people. Why does Donald Trump going to jail matter? Think about the bind we are in. On one hand, the same people that tell you that Trump should be your president, the same people that want Trump in control of the resources and everything else that we deal with, right? These are the people that locally in your own communities are, 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 are actively working to deny the First Amendment right to speak and teach about issues related to black people, relating to us. It's, it's illegal in the state of Florida. There are whole book bannings where they straight up saying books that have information about racism, books that can be deemed and seen as things that are, that are that are painted uh, white people that say you should hate white people. Yeah, y'all can't do that. What? Y'all must not understand the context of slavery. Y'all must not understand that, right? Because <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. There's still a beef between. The Yanks and the Brits. There's still a beef to this day <laughs> over what happened, right? There's still a beef with people of Middle Eastern descent because they may look like somebody who carried out 9-11. So you want us to deal with the impact of slavery. You want us to work through the institutions that was built on the backs of slaves that even somebody like Donald Trump will admit built on the backs of slaves but then turn around and say you can't talk about it though you got us fucked up totally it's it's complete fucking confusion if y'all think that we have but the problem is not enough people understand critical race theory to defend it that's why they even made it they rally and cry that's why they that really that's why they even turned it into what it what they turned it into because they know that it just sound like some shit people don't like. Even people that I fuck with, people I care about, people I think is smart, individuals was like, no, I don't, I don't really fuck with critical race theory like that. What? I know you, I know your politics. I know you fuck with critical race theory. It's shit. If you didn't fuck with critical race theory, it's shit that we should already be arguing about that we haven't argued about. If you don't fuck with critical race theory, but because people don't know really what it is, there's this like they, they can use it as this straw, as this book, not even a straw man, as, as a boogeyman, right? That's what they can use it for. And so now, remember the second the, the second premise that these arguments are based off of is the fact that conservatism is an ideological enemy to black people. And as an ideological enemy, Donald Trump 
is a, a, a represents a lot of what that ideology is made up of. If that man is having to deal with the unprecedented nature of being the first president to be indicted on a crime, Ron DeSantis ain't got no backup. <laughs> DeSantis ain't got no backup, y'all. He in there by himself. Because while he's trying to fight this culture war, he's being called Ron DeSanctimonious by Donald Trump. Strategy, people. Strategy. Y'all are not going to sit there and tell me that this doesn't mean... Yeah, is Donald Trump going to get Tom for, for this? No. Let me just put that out there. In case, in case anybody been, been running with this rhetoric, uh, and y'all let me y'all let me know how it sounds too. Again, I'm having some my internet showing that it's slowing down. Plus, I'm not gonna keep y'all too much longer. I'm not gonna keep y'all too much longer. I know it's getting late. I know it's getting late. But <laughs> y'all not gonna sit there and tell me that these people just oh it is what it is. It ain't what it is. This shit is unprecedented. You can't, there's no longer, well, you know how it go. No, this is unprecedented. Donald Trump is not going to go to jail for this. He may get, if, if convicted, he may get probation. He may get fined, right? He's not going to go to jail for this. I get that. I give you that. But at the same time, at the same time, we're literally talking about, again, and the unprecedented nature of a former president being uh, 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 indicted on the crime, possibly convicted, why at the same time they're trying to run an election? I, I mean, it, it, the same way that Donald Trump was the like Hillary Clinton was the perfect storm for Donald Trump. Who knows? Who knows? Somebody, hey, we need to put people in there. Like again, where where's a uh, uh 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 Michelle at now? With 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 Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, and and this turmoil. Hey, Michelle, go ahead and make a run for it. Go ahead and make a run for it. Uh, so again, again, this culture war that we fighting for the minds of, of, of black people, for the ability to speak to our history, for the ability to speak to our oppression, to be able to speak to what we've endured and our, our ancestors have endured in this country and what we have in our genes. Y'all look up epigenetics and, and understand how that trauma has been passed down, right? We have the advantage. The people that are fighting that culture war, they got some legal battles that they're dealing with, some internal infighting that we should be taking advantage of. Uh, the last one, the last one, um, which we'll see how we'll see how it goes because of because of how cognitive dissonance works. But the last one is it really exposes the hypocrisy of the politics of law and order. It exposes the hypocrisy of the politics of law and order. What do I mean by that? Donald Trump ran as the law and order president. As long as he's been president, he's been caught up in some type of legal turmoil. He's he's skirted the he's, he's like kind of flirted with that line of what's illegal, what's not illegal, what's allowed, what's not. What do people have beef with? What do people you know what I'm saying? Uh, traditionally, you know, what are they not rocked with, right? And so now that he's literally actually being held accountable, right? Now that he's actually being sat down, actually being pulled in front of you know, grand juries and whatnot, 
The same people who supported that law and order message, who talked about what goes on um, in 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 in, uh, in in these democratic cities where all this violence and everything else is, now they can turn around and they threatening a local district attorney with congressional investigations, a local DA. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. But ain't these the same people that run their mouth about uh that, that run their mouth about uh what's what's it called federalism? I, I feel like hmm, do, do do they say something about like big government? Are, are, are these the same people to, who are always talking about states' rights? Then why are they interfering in a local election? Why are they in the We can't, I ain't trying to hear nothing about law and order. Your man is being held accountable for breaking the law in multiple instances. This is just one. Because I'm, and I'm, and I'm explaining this to y'all so y'all can have this foundation. So when we, when we talk about the implications of these other cases that he's dealing with, y'all don't need to ask me what this got to do with black people because y'all already know the direction that we're taking this. It ain't no more law and order conversation. As we go into a whole election season, if these people ain't saying when y'all running against these conservatives, where was your law and order position when Donald Trump was uh, uh, breaking the law in New York? What you going to tell us? Oh, it wasn't a serious law. So now the same, the people that talk about law and order, y'all play with the laws? y'all. Man, as a, I'm telling you, as a debate coach, hire, but hire me. What are you, these politicians, if, if you are running against a Trump-backed conservative, hire me. If you need a debate coach going into 2024, because this it, it wrote itself. I say shit like Tom makes fools of us all. We all run our mouth. Sometimes at some point we gotta meet the we gotta you know what I'm saying meet the uh, uh, uh pay the piper as they say. And so there's no way in hell, crime and punishment. There's no way in hell y'all gonna tell any voters that y'all care about making sure that the police are protected. Ain't wrong. That order is kept. Ain't wrong. Right. We already dealt with January six. That, that damn sure don't care about the police. Then now we now we talking about the yacht like the 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 poster boy for uh conservatism in twenty twenty three. Y'all, I know y'all trying to take his face off, but y'all know Donald Trump run politics, run conservative politics. Now y'all trying to say. That ain't him. We ain't rocking with him. Please. It's not happening. It, there's no conversation that y'all can have about crime and punishment, about law and order, about big government. Jim Jordan. I mean, and because don't get it twisted. Definitely uh, when Jim Jordan and, 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 and House of Republicans sent that letter saying we're going to investigate you because you're investigating a citizen of Manhattan. Under no other basis than you're a Democrat. Right? So, again, if we take in notes, voters, black people, if we're taking notes, states' rights matters unless it's a Democrat. That's a reason to over. Come on. Come on. Like, all they, the Republicans should just be challenged from debates as soon as debates are allowed to happen. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So, in response to the Manhattan uh, or to the uh, to House Republicans sending 
this uh this letter to uh to Alvin Bragg talking about hey we got to investigate you because you investigating Trump they responded they responded this and this is everything they said that they that they had got wrong or that that uh conservatives was doing wrong with sending this letter in the first place first the letter seeks non-public information about a pending criminal investigation which is confidential under state law Second, the requests are an unlawful incursion to New York sovereignty. Jim Jordan, you're using the government as a way to infringe on a state-ran investigation. Third, Congress is not the appropriate branch to review a pending criminal case. Instead, the courts are the proper form for a challenge, which means that you would sue the district attorney in Manhattan if anything that came out of the case was improper. You would sue them. Not not use your your muscles as as uh and really it was all that they sent that whole letter as just to show of support for Donald Trump. They knew they couldn't do nothing. And then the last and then the last thing they got wrong was the request for information about the use of federal funding are insufficient basis to justify these unconstitutional requests. They tried to make the excuse that well, since y'all have received federal funding, that we got the right to ask these questions. You will lie. You will lie. And so not only are we seeing this black district attorney, this black representation of what could be if we elected more black people. He pushed back and said, I know the law, dummies. This letter that y'all spent, y'all sending, y'all know it ain't, it, it's not legit. And so we're going to continue doing what we're doing. And the man got indicted today. We as black people need to recognize that the conversation of crime and punishment is a myth. It's fake. It's another racialized, it's another really way to uh, blow those racial dog whistles to be like, hey, when we talk about crime and punishment, we're talking about those dangerous black folk, those dangerous gang members. Are we not talking about the little white collar crimes or the little, the little bullshit financial crimes that we do? No, no. It's obvious at this point. That means that when we looking at politics and what we demanded from our politicians should reflect that understanding. We get it now. Like it's no longer that like, because again, even with things like black lives matter, it's always get taken back to well, black lives don't matter to black people. Black people don't care about their own communities. Black people out there killing themselves. That's a myth. It's a myth. And, and black people buy into it. And, and a part of the perversion of black conservatism is that black conservatives bought into it even more. Bought into it even more. And so what we now have to do is when we hear these conversations in politics about crime in black communities, that's when we need to get more vigilant. They no longer can paint that picture. Like, and again, this ain't about Trump just getting locked up. This is about what control he has had on even the way we as black people have conversation about politics. Black Trump supporter became an identity trait. Stop it. Black Trump supporter became so like niggas really like hmm, I got my make America great again. I'm gonna make America great again. Now we have the, the legit and it, and it no longer requires doing a whole bunch of hard research to tear this shit down. It, it no longer requires us to bring studies in. Now let's look at let's just look at these people's actions. Let's just look at these people's actions. Let's just look at how these people move. That's why 
Donald Trump getting indicted matters. Because the control and the impact that he's had on even how black people have talked about crime and punishment. How I mean, even he started the he literally started his election calling Mexicans rapists and drug dealers. That, like y'all don't think that had any like real material impact on how people of uh, 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 Latino people, even even if you looked Latino, how you were then policed by certain by certain people who held the same politics as Donald Trump. A lot of them police officers. Come on now. So this conversation is not over. Uh, the show is coming to an end, though. Uh, I appreciate y'all joining me. But if you asked, why does this matter to black people one more time? Just play it back. We need the we need the views. We need the comments. We need the we need all that. We need to engage. We need all that because we're not even about to be done here. And I want to make sure y'all recognize it. I know Trump fatigue is real. We're tired of hearing about it. We're tired. We don't want to hear no more Trump. I mean, like, but there's more to these stories than Trump that we benefit from uniquely. Starting with, and I wish I wish George and Toya was here because I could look them in their face and say, this is why getting electing black people in office matters. It's not just about representation. It's not just about representation. It's about empowerment. It took one of 5% of district attorneys to do something that the Justice Department, that Congress couldn't do, right? That all of these other people, that, that, that the Supreme Court couldn't do, all of the people that's supposed to be in control of checks and balances when a president is, is moving in an improper faction or improper function, <laughs> improper faction, improper function, all of those things, a black man and a black woman are at the forefront of saying, uh, uh, and uh, Willis, District Attorney Willis, I, I, I forgot her first name again, but three, these three black people are at the forefront of holding this man accountable. And so as, as more of these stories come out, we're going to see the reverberations. Are white people going to go crazy? Best believe I'm on white people crazy watch, right? The, the Fox News news kind of dampered a lot of this. You know what I mean? Like them even saying that, man, that nigga's a liar, right? All of that dampered a lot of this. But we, what we, the conversations we are going to have about Donald Trump. <laughs> What's she saying? Say you need to. <laughs> the conversations we need to have about Donald Trump are not going to be about, oh, are they going to get him? Oh, is he going to be like, no. How do we? Use this against them, our ideological enemies, our political enemies. They are in disarray, y'all. They are broken. They are being undermined. They are destroying themselves from the inside. And we do not need to just sit back and, uh, and give them time to recover. We need to now, uh, again, rethink how we do politics. Rethink how we understand what, 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 what our politics should look like. And keep it local. Keep it local. The, what's happening with Donald Trump is happening on the local level. Again, I'm right again. That's what I'm telling you. That Toya, Lee, they lucky they not here because, again, I'm on the local level, Donald Trump is being held accountable. And even though all the conversations that we had about him was federal, was the, oh, Congress not going to do this, but who did something? Them local politicians, that local district attorney. Yeah, he did something. He did something. He did something. 
So, uh, with that being said, man, I appreciate all that dialogue. Lola said, I love Donald Trump. Lola, girl, catch the playback, baby girl, because I'm about to get on up out of here, man. Uh, Y'all going to see me, Toya, next week. Uh, We're going to get Leah here one of these days, but y'all know how it go. Be on the lookout for what he got coming up. You know what I'm saying? Be on the lookout what he got coming. Just be on the lookout for the Conscious Collective. You know what I'm saying? The political plug, Toya G, Consciously, my boy Perfect Profit uh, over there on TikTok. Y'all make sure y'all, y'all go check him out. Y'all follow me on all the social media spots. Instagram at the political plug. TikTok at the political plug. Uh, and then on YouTube at the Chop Up Show. Uh, check us out on Twitter. We're going to start tweeting at some point. Uh, the Chop Up Chop Up Show pod at tw- uh, on, um, on Twitter. You feel me? You may not see nothing there yet, but we're gonna have something on there soon. Uh, but I appreciate y'all having this conversation. Uh Toya said you, you <laughs> hey, I'll see y'all soon. Toya, you hey, enjoy yourself at the national debate tournament where uh again y'all know that my dog is is a director of debate. Um, and she does her thing. Um, so I will see y'all next time. We're gonna close the show. Where do we start the show? Once I get to it and Bring these comments down and all of that. Uh, I'm out, (laughs) y'all.